Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Brazilian-born, Chicago-based jazz bassist, composer, and arranger Marcel Bonfem. We got into his debut and his new 2023 CD called Farewell Despedida. As a native of Brazil, he began playing professionally in his hometown of Sao Paulo a decade and a half ago. And that was before immigrating to the United States in 2015 when he decided to make Chicago his new home. This debut features six new compositions and sheds light on being an immigrant in America. He's had quite a journey. He's got a great message. Enjoy this story. Well, man, it's nice to meet you. Wonderful album. It's great to catch up. Thanks for taking a minute out for the show. Thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the new album, I want to know the last three and a half years really did its thing on the 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 community of everyone, but artists especially. How did you make it through it? And how has it changed you now that we're kind of re-emerging new albums, live shows? Well, uh, I'm guessing you're talking about the pandemic time, right? But yeah. Uh, it was very, it was challenging, it was complicated everybody has to relearn a lot of things and go with the flow no one exactly knew what was going on i remember in in the beginning i think was kind of relief because i was very very busy what yeah. was great uh but i was like I, I i can take i can take a 40 days break you know remember that time that we thought pandemic could be 40 days only like <laughs> great and yeah. then it was not and we all get very worried uh, beyond all the complications, all the people dying and everything. Uh, but for me, it was a time that I get very introspective uh, being here in the United States. And uh, I, I do not have family here. So be worried about them, be worried about myself and other people around. And uh, But it was a time that I, I was able to develop some some things that uh, I didn't develop that much. One of them was like uh, composition, you know, and this was very good for me. It was a very productive and a creative way for me, the pandemic, because I had a lot of time to do those, those kind of things. Uh, but then after that, things were catching up little by little and uh, I was ready to record an album i think after that i stay at home practicing a lot and composing a lot i i felt oh now now it's time to try to try the first debris album uh so it's a process that takes some time to, to happen but i felt confident enough and and the desire to do this i was like i have a message to transmit i have a lot of time to think and think musically musically speaking i, I want to take a picture of this moment i want pe people to see uh this moment of my life and how i get here so far yeah so what are you hoping the listener gets from this album uh i hope they get uh to experience a little bit what i experience uh i am an immigrant from brazil i came here to do my my master degree and here to USA, I mean, to do my life, uh, my master degree. And I think the Im immigration experience is a very unique experience. And I had the experience of immigration by choice, not uh, by 
I'm not a refugee. I am not running from nothing. Uh, I came here to study. Uh, so it, it is a, a particular experience. And I think we, we in our lifespan, we don't have time to experience a, a lot of things. Uh, so that's why I always fascinated with movies or books and stories. We all like stories, right? So we, we put ourselves in other people's shoes and experience a little what they are experiencing. Uh, so I hope the listenings have a little bit of the feeling that I had of leaving Brazil to come here to USA, this immigration experience. We don't necessarily have to pass through this experience. And I think to, to putting yourself in other people's shoes made you more sympathetic towards other people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think we can, I, I would be happy if someone get a little more sympathetic toward this immigration people uh, because of the album. Or at least experience a little bit how strong it is, this feeling of like, okay, I'm gonna leave things behind to have other things, other opportunity, other experiences. It's interesting, you know, I come from immigrants, you know, all of my ancestors came from Italy to Ellis Island. That's been the, the tapestry of this country. And unfortunately, it has turned into really bad rhetoric. And I don't know why. I We do. We know why. But it's just unfortunate that we have, because no one's truly American. No one's 100% true American. I mean, unless you're talking about Native Americans. Mm -hmm. We are all coming from different shores, different regions, and it needs to be celebrated. So my point saying that is, is that I think it's essential and wonderful that that's still being put out there because people need to understand that everybody's coming here because there is it, it's a land of opportunity. It's not a land of refuge. I mean, it, it is for some people, but I think that there's a level of opportunity, which is exactly what you're doing and what most people do when they come here. They're looking for different opportunities that their land didn't give them. And we need to celebrate that. And unfortunately, in 2023, I would have never thought that it would become an issue that would be so divisive as it is now. Mm -hmm. so. No, definitely. Yeah, it is. It is a uh, challenging time for sure. Uh, things are not easy. And when things are not easy, we tend to look towards ourselves more. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like you said, I think this this a friend said to me, and I agree. Uh, I think I immigrants change the face of America for better. Uh, we, like you said, we are all immigrants, including like in the whole. America, basically, if you are not a Native American, a North, South, and Central, uh, you are basically you. You has a little bit. You have a little bit of immigrant in you, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think this this sense of like being sympathetic towards other people is is a good thing, and what concerns me a little more when when we were in the pandemic mostly because we are so isolated uh i really believe like the individual and the individualism blooms and flourish better when we are in a collective setting you know i think that's what i like most about like uh 
being here, I think it, it, I, I'm in a very privileged community that is the jazz community in Chicago. I think they are very open and very embracing. So it has a nice community environment. So I think this is very good. And, and this is definitely reflecting my album, for sure, all the influence that I got from this. The one thing that's beautiful about jazz is that it's this, uh, a lot of it, I mean, it came from Africa, but a lot of this was refined and kind of created in America. And the reach and getting to you in Brazil, talk to me a little bit about your beginnings of how you fell in love with the bass and subsequently got into jazz. Well, I come from a family that is not a, a, a music family. No one is musicians. Uh but my cousins from my age, one of them was playing drums, another one was playing guitar, and they need a bass player. That's how everything started with me. Like, I started straight up in the bass when I was 12. Uh, so when I did this, when I decided that I want to play bass, and I asked for my parents to buy a bass for me. Uh, in Brazil, uh, music... Education is not mandatory in schools. So my parents knew that music would be good for me. It doesn't matter if I would be a musician or not. So they're like, okay, we buy you an instrument, but we would like you to go to study, to have a teacher. And so, okay. So that's how I started to study bass and study music. So I, I started like a quote-unquote, formal education since the beginning. Uh, and my parents always have great taste for music. They always went to to see the symphonic orchestra or to see jazz concerts. And I went with them and they always loved. So that's how I started. And then I did my undergrad in Brazil as well. I knew that I would be a musician when I was 16 already like i was already decided uh my parents didn't like much <laughs> but then they accepted and they support as much as they could uh and on that time i remember hearing about uh jazz and getting involved with it when i was when i was around 15 16 uh I remember, I think, first song that I played on bass was So What of Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. Was is enough to play the melody in the bass. But at the same time, I didn't understand how deep it was. I was like, oh, this is one one chord and then another chord have step up. I didn't understand how profound was the motor jazz on that time. Yeah. But for me, it was something easy to start with. So I remember playing a lot of that song and trying a lot. Uh, on the time we didn't have Spotify yet. I'm not that old, but like Spotify, those kind of things, or other platforms of digital music was not a thing. So I didn't have the kind of blue with me. I had another albums. I had a, a some Brazilian jazz albums, and I would see some Brazilian jazz groups, and I fell in love very quickly. And aside, I would play some rock and roll with my my cousins, but. For study, because I was always studying and have a teacher, I would study jazz and Brazilian jazz and Brazilian music. So, yeah, that's how I fell in love, like, was really playing it. Yeah. So, what was the first live jazz show you ever saw that blew you away? Mm. 
the first one I don't know if it's the first one I think it is one of the first at least it's the oldest memory that I have I remember watching uh first of all I watched uh Filó Machado playing he's a guitar player yeah my father uh said to me hey this guy's playing is here by the side of our house two blocks let's go and it was only him and a singer and i remember i could not not uh go into the venue without uh, the supervision of my father so uh i went there i was like what what is this i i was very impressive like how he could sing and swing only him and, and the guitar uh and sometimes the other singer would sing and he would do like some percussion with his voice i was like mesmerized it was just a duet and it was like i got out like what i didn't even know this was possible <laughs> yes so let me ask you this was it always a dream of yours to come to america to study to play to kind of further your career yeah it was it was when i was in my undergrad i i was like huh i would like to do uh to study there uh first of all uh, a master degree in performance that was my master degree i think it was not a thing in brazil at that time i think now it does exist but uh on that time it didn't and more of this, the master degree itself was an excuse to come here and learn jazz. Not not that I didn't know enough about jazz or didn't play it. Brazil is very fortunate in this. I think like that is amazing Brazilian jazz players. And but academically speaking, that is a, a difference. Like I think the first undergrad that happened here in USA, it is North Texas. I think it's around 1935. The yeah. first, the first like popular music that would be our jazz degree in Brazil that came up was 1990. So even like the academic production, uh, it is most in English in my time. I was I was in my undergrad in 2008. I started, so you had to learn to know English to have access to some things. Now things are even out. Now time is passing. There is more and more academic productions in in Portuguese in Brazil, but it is a big gap, a big difference. And I wish to learn and to know how American people learn jazz itself. And more than this, someone did this analogy for me, and I think it is correct. It's like when you are not in the place, there is some things that got missed. It's like uh, NASA looking to Mars through a telescope or NASA sending people there to to stand there or, you know, uh, a robot to be there and, like, be there, you know. Uh, and the same thing goes for jazz. Like, that is the sense of community. That is the sense of, like, uh, why people are here and how people are here. That is even, like, how how you behave sometimes how you dress up as sometimes that is even like music is involved with food and traditional and dance uh so all those kind of things get washed out only through a recording and you only can read it about it and don't see it and don't experience so i think this was one of my biggest like wishes like how does it how is there and how 
would that affect affect my playing and my view towards this song, this kind of music? So let me ask you this on a on a musician level. You know, you're a musician, composer, arranger. What is it that you look forward to the most being a professional musician? What do you like the best about the process? Huh. I like well as as a composer and an arranger, I like how people around me bring music to life and in a better way than I thought when I do an arrangement. I was like, oh, this I think will sound cool. And then when I play with them, like, oh, I didn't thought this would sound that cool. Yeah. Like, I, I think to have this exchange and realizing other people's musicality always makes my musicality better, you know? Like, I, I wrote something for the saxophone and then when he plays, like, better than I imagined. Thank you, you know? most of the time so i like this exchange between between us you know it's something that i can do by myself but i don't want to and doing by myself is not as as rich as it is doing with other people and i like how we can exchange ideas musical ideas in the fly, you know, we are playing and then someone do a musical idea, the other one buy this music idea and develop. So I think this sense of collectiveness and exchange is things that always bring me joy. Like, oh, it's, it's worth to be doing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you've come a long way from your homeland to, to, to pursue this career and to learn more. What was it like when you got on the stage the first time to play live in America? What was that feeling like? Oh, it was, was tense. Definitely was very tense. But I, I was very happy to be here. I was very grateful. And uh, I kid you not. Like, I thought about... Well, my, my album is called Farewell. I thought about all the farewells that I had to say to yeah. be there in the moment. You know? All the things that I... I paid to be there, but not like only money speak, like emotionally speak, all the, all the never be there in Brazil, for example, to be in that stage in that moment, like doing that. And like, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with this choice. Yeah. You know? So the one thing too about being in jazz is that you know you're entering something that doesn't have a lot of money it's one of those musical art forms you do because you love it so my question to you is why do you love jazz why was this the path that you chose i think for me uh i i think has to be is related a little bit about how much you value money not that i don't like at all i i i, I like it but i like until a point that I don't want to think about it, you know, I don't need, I'm a simple person. I don't need a lot of stuff to make me happy. I think more the experience and the exchange uh, makes me more happy and give me more meaning uh, towards things. So, uh, not that part is nice. It's not that's what I'm trying to say, but like, uh, those, if I had to choose, like have stuff or have people have experience, definitely it's easy for me. It's a no-brainer having people have experience. Uh, I I saw there was a way that I could make a living. Uh, maybe not be a billionaire, but like 
I could make a living and at the same time I could have like a lot of experience could bring me a lot of of uh joy and meaning for what I'm doing more than only being a office just filling up spreadsheets uh so I I really don't know I think for me it's mesmerizing who can do this like who can do 40 hours a week in an office is mesmerizing for me <laughs> but I think for me, well, it was very natural at the same time. You know, this was something that started for me when I was a kid. And I was like, I think this is the path. Why not? You know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's why I chose uh, all of this. So at the end of the day, everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Well, I think I am a Brazilian artist rooted in Chicago, rooted in USA, uh, that have the privilege to choose two places to call home. Uh, but I want to say that I am someone that aggregates value to people, uh, that I bring something else for them uh, beyond what is only necessary to be done. I think, I hope to, people see me someone more than help, uh, someone that helps more than someone that complicated things and split up people or make people insecure or uh, not happy. So I, I think I'm someone that likes to be Focus when I, what, uh, about what I'm doing. At the same time, uh, music is my main source of joy. Sometimes it's my main source of stress. But I hope that I can, as a musician, as a professional, to release this stress from people that is working for me. And that together we can communicate something meaningful for other people that is, is seeing us is watching us i think i hope people to see me as an artist that with my art they will have a change inside of them uh they will not leave the show in the same way they came into the show right on so the new album on shifting paradigm records farewell if anyone wants to pick it up they want to learn about any live shows that you're putting on anything more about you where's the best place to go well, I have all my social medias, Instagram, Facebook. I'm there as Marcel Bonfim, easy to find. Uh, I have my website, marcelbonfimmusic.com, because someone got the marcelbonfim.com before me. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and music.com and social medias. I think this is the best way to, to follow up. I love it, Marcel. Thank you for your story, man. It's great to meet you. Thanks so much. Best of luck with everything. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Brazil, Chicago, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Marcel for his time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube and for everything Neon Jazz all the time. Go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
Neon Jazz.